When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome back to EW's Binge Podcast, recapping RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. I'm that girl you thought I was, Joey Nolfi, EW's stunning, fierce, and yellow drag race reporter. And I'm EW's digital news director, Jillian Cedarholm. I borrowed my friend's dead grandma's dress just for this, and I'm here to show America that I've become a total fucking monster. (laughs) This is your best intro yet, and I wish that everybody could actually see Jillian right now because she is recording this podcast with Alyssa Edwards' Hannibal Lecter face mask on right now just to honor All-Stars 2. So bravo to you, Jillian, for getting into character. Always. (laughs) <laughs> now, we've we've got our glitter guns, we've got our Hannibal Lecter masks, Jillian especially, and today we're broadcasting from the clinic on San Vicente and Santa Monica, the iconic place where the ghost of Mae West gets all her shit zapped. When I'm good, I'm good, but when I'm bad, I get a serious venereal disease. <laughs> we couldn't think of a better place to record today's episode because we're discussing the excellence that is RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 2. So, Jillian, if you find yourself coming down with a case of Morris, we're in the perfect place to get it cured. Can I be honest with you? I'm just going to be honest. I think your podcast host character, it's to you. I don't want you to get offended by what I said. I'm just really worried that your accent needs to be a little stronger. You really want a Pittsburgh accent to come out? You just gave me an excuse <laughs> yes, to talk about Pittsburgh again. <laughs> we know how much Jillian Cedarholm loves the city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, Jillian, just know I'm, I'm just, I'm raising my paddle and calling bullshit on you. You can't blame the edit for your behavior here. Wait, Jillian, face crack. Carly, producer Muse, has just been revealed to be hiding behind the mirror in the EW's binge workroom this whole time. I've been back here for weeks, okay? It's dusty. There's no water. (laughs) And all the lipsticks that they have been pulling, they end up back here for some reason. (laughs) So you're just covered in lipstick and dust. Yes, it's terrible. (laughs) You've had to survive on eating lipstick. They don't. I'm just eating lipstick. (laughs) But I look great. (laughs) Oh, but wait, wait, Carly, sweetie, you you can't be in here without a wristband for the meet and greet. You're gonna have to leave. Okay. Well. I'm taking my lipsticks and I'm going home. <laughs> Just please don't kick us off the pod. We'll give you $10,000 for PayPal. After taxes, we need to say it in this podcast. I'm sending a Venmo request right now. Oh, God. We had to confiscate your phone, actually. It's um, so you can't. Oh, my God. I've just been using a lipstick as a phone. I just, <laughs> what's happening? This is, see, this is 
acting, ladies and gentlemen. This is acting. I love this so much. Um, we are classically trained Screen Actors Guild Award actors on this podcast. Um, this Webby Award losing podcast. So, speaking of high caliber, let's get on with our recap of All Stars 2, which is widely regarded next to season six as the best season of drag race in herstory. This season introduced 10 queens into one of the twistiest stretches of the competition ever, which saw the week's challenge winning dolls, pioneering the art of pulling lipsticks to eliminate a queen from the bottom two or three, and changing the face of the drag race competition. So Jillian, what did you think of the format change? And is All Stars 2 really one of the best seasons ever? All right. So Format-wise, I thought adding a voting element was really interesting way to up the stakes, although I did feel bad that it opened the queens up for a lot more criticism, that it was suddenly in their hands, and this group of girls didn't know that going in. Um, so I think that uh, puts a lot of pressure on them. Um, I know that many fans do consider this the best season of All-Stars or even Drag Race in general, and I... I do and don't agree with that. It's kind of a conflict for me that I love all of these queens so much and was so excited to see all of them walk in. And it has some of the most iconic moments of Drag Race history. For me, it does. I mean, we had a ton of season five queens, and this does remind <laughs> me a lot of my feelings on season five, which was the Rolaska talks of it all. And it's hard because these are real people. This is a, a reality show, not a TV show with scripted characters. And so you understand that they are friends. So obviously when you're in that kind of a high pressure environment, when you're voting someone off um, or you're talking to people in the workroom, you're going to talk to your real life friends. Mm -hmm. And so I think if I were to watch this season as a supercut of all the looks, all the runways, all the performances, it would be definitely a top for me but when I immediate like in the moment when I'm re-watching it there are moments where I want to fast forward I'm just gonna cut Jillian's mic because this is actually the best season of the show so um I'm just gonna take over and, and cut the mic <laughs> I mean the chemistry of the queens though it just it works so well regardless of how you feel about the season itself I mean you can't deny that I think the cast just clicked and Katya, Ginger, Alyssa, Edwards, Alaska, Detox, Tatiana, Ginger, Minch, Adore, Coco, and Jeremy, who went by Fifi on the show. I mean, it's just populated with so many personalities without a single filler queen. There's not a, f a filler queen in this cast. So I think the casting standard for an all-star season is really, really, really high. But I also agree that this is not, not necessarily my personal favorite season, but I see why the fandom holds it in such high regard. So, um, but, but the casting standard though, Jillian, do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, the, the casting was like a, a wish list of people who you would want to see again. And so it was so exciting as they all walked in and I was just dreading the moment that we had to say goodbye to everyone because it was just truly an incredible cast. So many faves. Well, we also saw a lot of really interesting drama play out across Jeremy's narrative. I mean, she entered the season wanting to distance herself from the villainous persona that she took on after season four. And I don't think she necessarily really escaped that here. She clashed pretty hard with Alyssa. But watching this back, to be honest, compared with some of the personalities we've had since her, I really kind of think Jeremy got a bad reputation for 
I don't want to say no reason in the fandom, but if we're judging on this season alone, she really isn't that bad here. I mean, she's done so much incredible work since the show with her cosplay and her makeup. And I wish her the best because I think this largely, this season had a hand in steering her away from this franchise. But I watched this back and I don't view her as this sort of big nasty villain like everybody took her. And I don't know if that's because later seasons have conditioned us to worse behavior maybe, but uh, I really don't view Fifi or Jeremy as being evil on this season. Do you, how do you feel? I I really agree um, to the shock of myself and anyone who listened <laughs> to our season four podcast, I think. I found myself really rooting for Jeremy after this first episode. I was really here for a redemption arc. Um, and I also thought that yeah, looking back, some of the things, like the little comments, I mean, we can't say if that – maybe that really is Jeremy's way of, of trying to get closer to people yeah. and bond. I don't know. Um, the stuff about what is fair in voting, I don't really see that as a villain or, you know, thinking that judges are being easier on another competitor. That's a fair thing to say. Um, wanting to switch roles to play against type in an acting challenge and then be really good in that acting challenge, I'm not going to consider that a villainous role. So right. I really, I was really rooting for if Jeremy had bonded with Alaska in this season and to really like close the door on the party city past, I thought would have given them both a really interesting storyline. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get, but um, it really, yeah, it really makes me sad that this season left a bad taste in Jeremy's mouth for drag in general, yeah. it seems, and in this world. And, and that's really unfortunate. Let me just say this, though. Jeremy has, I think, what is my favorite read of any season ever when she says to Tatiana, sweetie, if you don't have a wristband, you can't be in here for the meet and greet. That cracks me up so bad every time I hear it. Almost as bad as Tammy Brown's Marlena Dietrich <laughs> quote, which I can't stop thinking about because I won't be able to get through this. Yes. Uh, the, the narratives of the season also followed Alyssa Edwards' insanity with her Hannibal Lecter face mask, her glitter gun, and her blonde wig, her camera dress, her Riga Morris quote, her reappearing with the other eliminated queens behind the mirror to surprise the dolls that they might be re-entering the competition, and her incredible lip sync against Tatiana to re-enter the competition, which they both won and rejoined. Uh, it was a lot of ways. I think this was the Alyssa Edwards show, don't you think? Yeah, I think any second of Alyssa Edwards is the Alyssa Edwards show, as it should be. Not to, you know, <laughs> sound too much like the judges. But, I mean, and honestly, I don't know if I can fully agree that it is unfair. I, although, obviously, I understand when you're competing against her, it seems unfair. But, I mean, the C is for charisma. And that's what Alyssa Edwards is displaying in all those moments where she gets away with just being Alyssa. So, Anytime she's shown up in this franchise as a dance coach, as a uh, celebrity drag race uh, mentor, it's it's always just great. I think she can skip all-stars altogether and just put her on an all-icon season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, her and her little uh, pink clipboard from, was it season 10 <laughs> or 11 that she showed up with? Yeah. Uh, just great to hear her little pink clipboard. I love it. <laughs> And then we have also these breakout personalities who went from drag race icons to like legit celebrities like Katya in Alaska. This was 
right on the cusp of Katya becoming probably the most, while Jillian and I have conflicting feelings on this, maybe one of the most famous queens from the show. That's an entirely separate conversation, like talking about how famous these queens are. Well, Um, we agree that she's one of the the most famous queens from the show. It's just that Uh there are so many, we cannot agree on a, a number Place. Number one, yeah, yeah, a number placement of who we think is we most love famous. Them too much. Um, we do love them too much. Yes, no, I didn't mean to suggest that Jillian doesn't think Katya's famous. She does. Uh, yeah. I just we, <laughs> never the, heard of her. Right. The, <laughs> we love Katya so much, uh, but uh, I think also you know Alaska just took off to become one of the most successful people from the show as well. Uh, she did hit some rough patches, which we'll talk about in our recap later with Detox in Alaska, but. It all culminated in a final four performance of the definitive Drag Race song, Read You, Wrote You, which will never die, ever. I mean, I saw Katya do a solo tour, I think it was like two or three years ago, and she just did her verse by herself without any of them there, and the whole audience was singing it. And I'm like, that is power. But uh, Jillian, what are your, your thoughts on the road to the crown? I mean, with Alaska's drama leading up to the final episode and the final episode, was it a fitting end to all the drama before on All Stars 2? Well, I guess it was fitting. I just, I really wish that we had one more episode couched between the Alaska Meltdown episode and The Crown. Um, I truly love Alaska. She's basically the reason I started watching Drag Race after hearing her and Jinx on a comedy podcast and just realizing how hilarious they were. Um, So... I just wish that she had shown a little more self-awareness after that moment, which, I mean, you're in the middle of a competition. That's It's easy for us to say now. But I think that she was embarrassed by it. And yeah. in the moment, you know, and she said in the reunion that she was kind of self-producing herself at moments so that she didn't, she did not want to look bad. And so I think then when Rue and Michelle brought it up in the interview, like that was her moment to really get vulnerable about it. And she you know, didn't take that for reasons that make a lot of sense. So then when it came time for the crown, it's like that's the last thing that's in your mind about her performance. So I think in a way it sort of started to overshadow it a little bit. Um, But I mean, her looks were really amazing all season. Her performances were so good. So, um, you know, we just plucked out that one episode with a couple of moments, I think, Yes, it would have been a lot more satisfying, but I mean, that said, I mean, she, you know, totally deserving win. Detox also had a really great season. Her runways were terrific, and I know that Katya was fresh off her season at this point, um, but watching it back, she just did so well and had this, like, really, really strong finish, Um, and that's why I'm so surprised when we had her on the pod that she did kind of express that she had this feeling of, uh, being traumatized or embarrassed about her past for, for performances, which she really should not be because she mm-hmm. really did great. And I would have yeah. been not had a single complaint if she had won this season mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. I think it's also worth talking about that this season was when a lot of casual viewers started seeing a lot of the toxicity in the online fandom that had really been heaped primarily on queens of color and other queens that the fandom deemed as villains over the years. I mean, Alaska got so much backlash. Roxy was mercilessly dragged because her friends uh, kept her in the competition over others, despite her having, I think, the worst track record of all time for a single season. I I went back and tried to find somebody else. India Farah, I think, is the only other one who has a similar track record. Um, So what was that like 
watching this back, knowing what we know now about this fandom and how it reacts to certain queens and just doesn't let them just make their decisions on their own and has to sort of pile on these horrible criticisms of them. Yeah, well, I think that really adds this layer of that that's really not fair. And they didn't know that going in, that it suddenly was turning into Survivor where you do have to kind of think about how your vote is not only going to lead to your own success on this show, but your success and emotional well-being after the show if people are really going after you. But I mean, I can totally understand just how passionate this fan base is. But um, I really wish that it were not the case and that people could recognize that these are real people on this show that you're interacting with. I actually had no idea that this had happened since I only, I did not watch this season live. So it was interesting because not, I think just like what, a day or two ago when you told me like Alaska really got a lot of hate for this and people were going after Roxy. I had no idea. I was thinking, I was under the assumption that, oh, Alaska was such a fan favorite queen that she really Mm -hmm. just got away with this and, and everyone was fine with it because she also had this like Alyssa Edwards, like charismatic star quality. So I feel really bad. Yeah, it was, it was really something to watch in the moment because there was a lot of goodwill and then it just it it switched almost like overnight and and it was it was really crazy to watch that happen um but i am officially pulling the lipstick on this segment jillian and i are going to change into our matching black and white lipstick outfits we'll be right back with an all-stars to recap with altox i guess aka alaska and detox stay tuned <sighs> this mask is starting to crust up Don't sashay away just yet. EW Binge Podcast will be back right after this. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back, dear listeners. We're still being treated at the clinic at the corner of San Vicente and Santa Monica, but... The doctors here have graciously allowed us some visitors into our recovery room. Please welcome the legendary, iconic, and endlessly talented All-Stars 2 Queens Detox and author of the upcoming memoir, My Name's Yours, What's Alaska? Alaska Thunderbug. What are you guys doing at this clinic? Did you come here just to see us? Sure. Well, I'm (laughs) I'm here to get the new fragrance, heroin. (laughs) <laughs> That's why I'm at the clinic. Available at the clinic. Available at the clinic. <laughs> a a clinic bad. exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> <Heroin>. well, 
thank you guys so much for being here. This is going to be so great. And this wouldn't be an All Stars 2 podcast without a surprise. So, dolls, we have Alyssa Edwards waiting behind the mirror in our room. She's ready to join us as a surprise <laughs> guest. What do you guys have to say to her? Girl. I knew you were those girls. Girl, I knew you were that. <laughs> you switched it up. I thought you were. You switched it up. You switched it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said we would never do that to you. I'm sorry, Alyssa is not here. Um, <laughs> but because we're we're all about serious investigative journalism here at the prestigious media institution that is EW, um, we have to start with the most important takeaway from the All-Stars 2 reunion. Um, Detox, you've apparently shared trade with Adore. Can we get more details on that since oh, we're Lord. at the clinic? I'm, I think I've shared trade with most of the girls because a lot of us have very <laughs> similar tastes. But I always get like when the new girls come around, they're like, you know, I've been on the road. And every time I go to a city, they're like, oh, yeah, we've had Detox. And more, and more ways than one at the bar, you know? <laughs> I like, have, listen, I'm a lover. I really enjoyed go, like meeting and giving one-on-one attention to fans. Um, <laughs> and, and that's... And that's <laughs> she's, uh, she's celibate now, by and not by choice, but the Miss Pandisha oh. has... Um, mm, yeah. has my, my hands have sent me cease and desists. So... It's- <laughs> It's also, it's not like, you know, it's not like Rue girls are extraordinarily, extraordinarily promiscuous. There's just some boys out there who literally have a bed post full of notches and they're like, I got this queen. Um, she's like, from season two. I got this queen from season five. I'm trying to complete my scorecard. It's like Pokemon. It's it's drag race bingo for some of these, these kids. <laughs> it's like a rewards <laughs> card. You you like at that that um right. like Once a you store. get five stamps you get Bianca Del Rio for free. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um is there is there somebody in the drag race queendom who you think has like the best trade fans? I don't know. Dijox. <laughs> she's sitting, she she's sitting right here with us. I love some good trade, I will I will say. Uh, I don't she know, really has- a lot of. I feel like I feel like some girls aren't as open about what they're doing on the road, and I, I mean I'm very private too. But right. it's like you know, I'm also a big flirt. <laughs> yeah, and also I must say, Jinx Monsoon is the trade whisperer. She, she truly is. She has pulled some crazy, like some crazy men over the years. I mean, she's a married mm-hmm. lady now. I don't. I don't. Right. Think she, you know. Well, she probably but over the years for sure. That would be was, yeah. We'd be on tour together, and we'd be like, "Really? <laughs> yeah." She and was telling and us she, last year. She's coming out of the dressing room looking like you know, <laughs> an old, an old, very eccentric, uh, witchy uh, theater student from a high or theater teacher from a high school. <laughs> she, she did a lot of guys into that. Very podcast last year that she is a fan of just being on Grinder sometimes on stage while <laughs> you guys are performing. Oh, yeah, and there's no mincing words with it. Like there's a, it's like a huge headshot of Jake's like this. Just in time <laughs> for the night. I mean, hey, you're gonna sell yourself. You might as well do it with a headshot. Um, uh, now, I, I mean, there were. Let's get into All Stars too. There were just so many surprises and twists this season. It is often regarded as one of the best seasons, if not the best season in all of Drag Race history. But the first of which was a surprise and a wrench thrown into the machine. We're going to get right to it and rip the Band-Aid off first to just get it out of the way. Um, you can't talk about All-Stars 2 without talking about Fifi coming out of the gate and you know saying that she wanted to rehab her image from season four. Um, 
And I think it, it it became clear pretty quickly that she seemed really upset with the way that she came off on those initial episodes on season four. So is there, do you think that there is a disconnect between what the fans knew of Fifi at the time or how they were perceiving her and what you guys know outside of the show or on the show of, of interacting with Fifi? You know, I I love Jeremy and I had like during season four, I, I did not respond well to Jeremy because, and we called him Jeremy now because he, that's what he prefers. But, you know, I had a, a tiff with him because he was so aggressive and, and mean towards my friends and I'm very protective. I'm like a mother hen. So during season four, I was, you know, we, we did not mesh. We got to know each other afterwards. We became friends. I was excited to see him in the workroom. I think, um, I know that his intention was to go in there and, and have a new kind of like show everyone how, how much growth he has because he has grown a lot. But yeah. I think when you get put into that kind of pressure cooker situation and you are a competitive person by nature, those, you know, that competitive personality really takes a hold. And whether or not he believed he was um, acting certain ways, like we could see it, I think, just in some of his behavior, um, whether I was intentional or not, like just little manipulative things that you do as a competitor in a situation right. like that. And I mean, anyone who's met or worked with Jeremy knows what a like hilarious, generous, like lovely, lovely talented person that is. And you have to understand that being in a reality show is not reality. It is this circumstance that is so heightened. Having a villain, having a hero, that's exciting. And Jeremy knows this. Jeremy knows that uh, being in there is not, like, is not real life. And so, you know. And I think, um, I think... One of the unfortunate things, like we have like uh, such an amazing fan base, but also one thing that they do, like they believe 100% what they are showing on the TV is reality. Yeah. yeah. And that's what they believe. Oh. Like if it happens on the show, the way that it happened on the show, that's Bible. That's it. You that's know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and unfortunately, that's not the case. That's not how real world works. And mm-hmm. especially that's not how reality television works. Um, what you see on the show is not necessarily Bible. A lot of people look at it as, as that. that's it. That is what it is. And then, so then I have my feelings about that's, and I'm guilty of that. I did that with her on season yeah. four, but yeah. then I did yeah. have my friends being like, oh no, she was rotted, you know, <laughs> she was rotted to us. So I felt justified, but just like Alaska said, like she's, she is so lovely and fun and, and giving. And, um, and I think anyone who's ever worked with her in the past knows that. And hopefully the fans get to see that at some point. Yeah. I don't think that they will now because you, you guys are running off from drag, but you can follow her on Twitch oh. and she's an amazing yeah. streamer. Yeah, I was going to say everything that she's done after the show. I have definitely been paying attention, and it's uh, it's it's really interesting. The cosplay stuff and the just the makeup is just. I mean, I like that she's doing it sort of like on her own terms now, and not sort of letting anything else dictate how she does her art. So um, it's really interesting to see what she's done after yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. So speaking of redeeming past performances, right off the bat, Alaska, you say that you are reluctant to restart Alaska talks this season, but were you both, were you all explicitly on the same page about wanting to carve out more individual lanes and distance yourself from that? And yes. did you, did you talk about that before and, and agree to it? No, we didn't have to talk about it. We watched the TV. We sh- to. 
We t- we watched the TV show. We were like, Rolaskatags is a horrible click that that bullies Jinx Monsoon. That's not a good thing. And we, we really never didn't said- know it during the initial season. We really did not see it as that. And then watching mm-hmm. it back, we were like, we're gross. <laughs> I mean, we were just having fun. We were not we're trying to like. We were not trying to be shady or evil, but on yeah. the show, Bible was Rolaska Talks is a shady, evil organization, like Cobra, for instance. <laughs> oh my God. So we didn't even have to have the discussion. We didn't even say the word. We were like, we're not doing, we're not doing that again. We're not yeah. doing that mm-hmm. this time. And then it was like, oh, the the producers are like, so now that Rolaska Talks is reformed, what are you, how do you feel about that? We're like, what are you t- what are you, like, talking, what are you about? Even talking about? Like we didn't even do any challenge, like any of the group challenges or anything like that. Like none of us were ever partnered together. We're like, how do you mean we're reformed? Yeah. So now that you've reformed Rolaska, it's just like an assumption. I mean, people just go in with this assumption, assuming that it's just it's right back to where it was, as the Bible had written it years prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you start to feel that you were reforming though, like partway through? I don't think so. I never felt that way. I mean, because those are your real friends, too. We're friends, you know what I mean? We all work really close together, and it's like, that's what, especially with with season two of All Stars, half of the cast was from five, so we already had a great rapport together. Like, we already know how each other works, um, and it was just easy to kind of pick up, not necessarily pick up where that, but that relationship, you know, like, our friendship and our respect for each other as, as artists and entertainers and you know, all these crazy characters. So I, I never felt like it was reforming. And in fact, I remember like trying to actively tell myself, like, don't let this happen again. You yeah. know, I like, don't let yeah. them see you being close. And it was easy because we never really had to work together in challenges. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So at the end of episode one, we get to this part where you all got to pioneer this format of picking someone's lipstick to vote them off instead mm. of the judges. Since then, uh, queens and subsequent all-stars have been sometimes fearful of voting for a certain queen uh, because of how the fandom will react. What was it like to navigate that without a blueprint? Difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, it really horrible. <laughs> it was like, yeah. it was like, send your friends home. It was mm-hmm. like, it was really hard and... Um, really difficult and yeah we didn't have sort of a blueprint I, but i was like i can't like i can't send roxy andrews home she's she's the best drag queen in the world yeah. <laughs> like i can't be like you're gutter get out of here like yeah, I can't. Yeah. Was, that in, was it in the back of your mind how the fans would react also mm-hmm. my I, I, for, when i picked Alyssa, for sure it was mm-hmm. but it was also yeah. like it was, it was, I was like, do I send a, a huge fan favorite home or do I send my best friend home? And honestly, I was like, Alyssa's already been home. <laughs> she already went home, you know, right. and to me, she didn't do, she didn't do better than Roxy that episode. Do I think Roxy should have been gone before I had to be put in that position? No, absolutely. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Well, but that's it was a difficult decision. Like you don't like it really the decisions are extremely really 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 difficult and really really stressful and so you're weighing all of these things in your mind. You're weighing like how well did they do? Are they my friend? What are the people at home going to think? What how are the viewers going to perceive it? And by the time you do it you're just like I have to fucking pick something yeah. and like it's 
but it's it was a good twist. Y'all wanted a it twist, was. eh? Twist, eh? <laughs> we we did get a really shocking moment with the door, though. I mean, she was deeply affected by the critiques on the runway and decided to leave. And detox, you did discuss a little bit the dynamic that you recall that she had with Michelle on tour. So, can you maybe elaborate a little bit more on what that dynamic was like between them and had a door in that moment opened up to you guys on the set before leaving and 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 talked about before that she thought she was going to leave. She and I had talked a little bit at like the hotel and in between like when like off camera when we're not supposed to be talking, we of course, you know, mm-hmm. let me tell you this <laughs> going into all stars was a completely different monster because we had already done it before. And so being there, I, th- I think all of us were a little bit like monsters. We all know what the D is. Like we're going to talk mm-hmm. if we want to. And yeah. you know, when I see a close friend going through something, obviously I'm, you know, again, the mother hen in me wants to be a big bosom to cry on. Um, and it it does suck because Michelle, when we were all touring together is so motherly too. Like she's like, she's mama. She really loves all of us. She's very involved in all of our lives and our careers. Like, you know, she's, she is just great. So I think that having to be thrown, and I was a little bit concerned about a door going into it even initially. Cause I was like, you know, she's just a softie and, um, and, and Michelle's tough and Michelle's especially tough on people who she knows and she loves. Um, so it was just a, a shitty situation and I feel, yeah. I felt terrible then we were all like, Oh my God, they're going in on her. And I didn't really understand why they were going so in on her, but, um, you know, it was sad to see her go, but I, I agree with her decision. She had to do what was best for her. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And honestly, she's a great competitor. So we were all like, I think it was sad to see her go, but we were all like, all right, okay. So one step closer. One down. so right after this we get to a truly iconic snatch game and alaska your may west has just became an instant classic um i think it's akin to some of the great (laughs) snl impressions where it really transcends the the person like when uh we think of george w bush now i think oftentimes people are thinking of will Farrell's impression mm. of him and and who actually said strategery. So, um, and I think this is something we've seen, like Ross said right away, that when people think of Mae West, they're going to think of you. Uh, in season 12, when Aiden Zane did a Mae West impression, <laughs> a lot of fans called out how that it was in Alaska as yeah. Mae West impression. So did you, did you go in determined to make that kind of impact, knowing that Snatch Game would be something you would be expected to excel at? And how did you prepare for that? Well, I, I, um, Mae West was a really easy character because it's very easy to just turn anything sexual. Like, oh, it's four o'clock, is it? Oh, <laughs> like literally anything that she said, you can just, it turns into a sex joke. So like, it's, it's very easy. It was either going to be Mae West or it was going to be, um, Rue McClanahan, which, uh, mm-hmm. Elliot with Same. two T's. Knocked that one out of the park. So I can't. (laughs) So if I ever go back, I can't do that. It's untouchable. (laughs) Untouchable. So it is written in the scripture. Elliot killed it. Yeah. (laughs) Bible. (laughs) Well, what did you think when you did see Aiden uh, doing the sort of Alaska May West on season 12? Well, I didn't think it was like my performance, but (laughs) if the fans did... Yes, that's a read. <laughs> no, 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 no. We like. I, like I mean, I think that 
I think she was. Oh, I love Aiden, but yeah. I think that she was sort of channeling you because she did the oh, oh kind of thing. That's like what it, me it was does. But does it, it seemed she? like a direct nod to you, though. It seemed like that's what she was trying to do. Not saying that they're comparable, but it, it seemed that's like that's fine. what she was trying to do. Yeah, but but it's ba- it's kind of based on Mae West. Like if you listen to her song, she's like oh, mm-hmm. like she does that. And also at, at the end of every one of my lines, which they cut out, I went bump 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 <laughs> which I think is a song, like a song, so they can't use it. But I did that. Like, Do you remember time. any of your lines that they cut out? They kept in the good ones, uh, like the the come on over and fuck me in the ass sometime. Like, <laughs> uh, and I I like uh, I, there's this new Mae West character I'm working on where it's like a Mae West impersonator, but they do all the lines wrong. Like, oh, uh, a a good man is difficult to locate. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well let's let's um talk about some of the the drama that happened on subsequent episodes as well there was a lot of fear in tatiana i think in the bottom on this episode knowing that alaska had the power and roxy and detox were in the bottom with her um there was a lot of fear i shouldn't of have been in the bottom it's I, almost <laughs> like it was plan to be that way maybe i don't know who knows who's to say um do you think at the time though detox there because there, there was a lot of talk of like well if we vote this person off we'll lose them as a friend and that wasn't just you know exclusive to this group of friends it was across the whole cast so do you think at the time detox if alaska had voted you out you would have like held it against your friendship was that like a reality that people were actually discussing I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind because I knew that I wasn't going to, I knew I wasn't going anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there was, um, and honestly, like I, it's a competition show. Like that's, we didn't realize that that was what we were going to sign up to do, but you mm-hmm. just had to go with how the cards are dealt and, and then move on. You know, if there's any, yeah. and of course, like, I think we're all, we're all adults. We all know what the tea is. Like, I don't think there would have been any, anything like that, but I also knew right. I wasn't going anywhere that episode. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. you have to have confidence in what you're doing and, 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 you know, and I have a lot of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I felt very secure in my spot that particular episode. <laughs> Were there any times that either of you picked someone else's lipstick and then changed your mind? I wanted to change it when I picked Alyssa and I, and um, I just didn't do it because I was still like, I just, I, I knew it was Roxy's time to go, but I still picked Alyssa and I was like, the whole time I was like, God, I really should have, I should have just done it. Yeah. Um, so like you had her lipstick in your hand, you were almost going to do it. No, I had like already put it like under my sleeve and was like, <sighs> I was going to like ask one of the PAs to be like, I can't do this. I got to change my lipstick. But I just, oh. I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to na- navigate that. And then I was also like, fuck it. It's already done. Yeah. You know? Oh, God. Oh, I can't even imagine how difficult this is. Like, it's just making me nervous thinking, like, hearing you guys talk about making these It made me nervous. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, it's not a fun thing to, it's not a fun position to be in. No. I mean, it did make for really good TV, though. It does make for great TV. <laughs> well, Detox, this was the episode with the silver paint, too, I believe. Um, it, it's just an iconic fashion moment. I always laugh because Coco Wait, was it? says... Or no, I think that maybe it was before or after. It was one before or after. Um, but Coco says on episode one that 
she didn't have time to blend her hands for the talent show, but then you like come out in this full silver body paint. I love it so much. How long did it take for you to do that? And did anybody have to like help you? Like the whole body was painted silver. I had a lot of help from the, the PAs for sure. Um, mm. And I think some of the girls helped me too. But it didn't, it, Everybody it didn't take that long, though. I, done, I had done it before, you know, and so I knew that it was like, I, I knew how to do it quickly and easily. I thought we were going to have more time to get, but I think we only had like, what, 45 minutes, I think, between oh my the, that that challenge and the runway to get changed. I can't remember. Um, it seemed impossible, but we figured it out. But I remember like being, I remember being like, <laughs> Fred Eagle, like being Fred <laughs> on one of the workroom tables and just having like... <laughs> Oh my the God, you're like laying on the table. I was like, and it was like silver was getting everywhere. The girls were like so pissed, but. <laughs> I have a, that image so of you just man. like face down on this table while everybody in the <laughs> on the set is painting you with little sponges. I love that image. Um, <laughs> and you could I was leaving like silver footprints and handprints everywhere. It was really ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, another interesting narrative this season was Alyssa's place in the competition. She's always great TV, no matter what she's doing. Um, Alaska, you first voted her off in episode four. Uh, and when we had Jinx on this podcast last year, she told us a really funny story from season five that backstage you guys were talking and Alyssa asked you what you thought of her. And you said to her, <laughs> um, I thought you were the devil. So can you please tell us about that moment? And did that at all carry over into All-Stars? Was I wrong? No, <laughs> Where's the lie? Um, no, I um, I don't remember saying that, but work. Uh, I, I also, <laughs> I just, like, when I first... <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. She's she's um she's a, a a really iconic character and um and she's beautiful and glamorous and and over the top and uh, uh, and just wild and she's a wild ride and that's why we all love her. What's what's she like as an acting partner? Horrible. <laughs> no, that's why I sent her home eight times on this fucking show because no, it was horrible. It was like we couldn't even get one like one go through of it because she was because it was just not registering. Hmm. So um so no, don't don't do it. Don't do a scripted scene with her. Do an improv mm -hmm. scene with her cuz she's great. Right. Yeah. She did predict Dua Lipa, though. Did you see that meme that's going around? It's just Alyssa going, Dua. <laughs> like, Dua Lipa. Dua. Oh, oh, my God. That's stupid. <laughs> I know. This fandom is so dumb. <laughs> um, so let's go to the infamous uh, mirror yeah. gag. Uh, so Jeremy says of Alyssa, not knowing that Alyssa's behind the mirror, that he's bothered by them saying you can look like shit, but you're Alyssa and get away with it. And detox yeah. at that moment, you say you agree. Um, yeah. And then Jeremy reveals that he also had picked Alyssa to go home. So can you talk about was there sentiment among all the queens that Alyssa was the pick? And was that kind of an ongoing thing of she was able to get away with more of just being Alyssa? And what was that? And tell us more about the 
when well, that mirror lit up. <laughs> I mean, I think it's like they love Alyssa Edwards. Who doesn't love Alyssa Edwards? You know what I mean? She's mm-hmm, not only right. a great TV, but a great personality, a great entertainer. Like, she's yeah. got it. Do you know what I mean? So I mm-hmm. totally understood the frustration at the time. Yeah. I mean, the rest of the episode, though, was such a delight. I mean, that comedy challenge, it was made so much more high stakes, I think, seeing that there were actual queens in the audience. So, and, and they I were heard, dusty. They were dusty. Dusty, <laughs> dusty rotten. Workshop. Um, Mal. Mal. Oh, no, I know. I could, I could see her face. She did not look pleased. But I was going to ask you guys, what like, did you notice was going on in the audience? Was there like heckling? Was there like, like what was going on from the queens in the audience? It was, they must um, have. I think they prompted them or something to like act like shady, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But like, they were all. You could them. tell, but then you could see some of them like, <laughs> like right. hiding, fighting back laughter, but still trying mm-hmm. to put a stank face on, like. Mm-hmm. And that to me was yeah, hilarious. yeah. And they must have just not given them lunch and like made them get in drag at six in the morning, which well, that'll turn <laughs> off any drag audience. I mean, we'll, right. we'll be pissed off. Well, um, Alaska, Alyssa looks really surprised when you made the back rolls joke. Was that improvised or did she know you were going to do that? I think, I think she knew, I think she knew that was coming. I, Mm -hmm. I, she's just a good actor. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, she's a good actor when she's herself, for sure. Exactly. That's what it is. Uh, That's really what it is. Well, Detox, uh, I want to talk about the outfits that you wore with Tatiana for this challenge as well. I mean, they were gorgeous, but they were so eerily alike, I think, to be a coincidence. So, no, were they were Tati's. Tati brought them. Yeah, were they like a, was that for the makeover? She brought those? She brought them. Like, I think, I mean, I probably, I'm assuming that's what she had brought them for. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so that whole look, she was like, we were trying to figure out what we were going to wear. Then she pulled those out. I was like, that's, that's it right there. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it just made sense. I think by this point, too, especially, like, even going into, like, new seasons and new contestants, they're, like, they know there's going to be some kind of makeover challenge. They know there's going to be something. So people plan ahead and bring a couple right. of... I, I had a few different options for, like, the, our makeover challenge just to be safe. Mm-hmm. Well, Alaska, I, I want to move on to something that's um, a serious topic for you. We, we understand the sensitivity of it. It's a tough subject. Um, talking about how fans, you know, reacted when you eliminated Tatiana over Roxy on this episode... Um, but when you first started to feel that pushback in the fandom after this episode aired, did it make you sort of agree with the decision to eliminate her more or did it make you start to regret the decision? And what kind of an impact did that have on you, not only in your drag career, but just in life in general as a person? Well, no, I mean, it was horrible, but like you also, you can't go around and be like, yeah, I I regret it and I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And I you have to be like, no, I stand behind my decision. I, right. I would do it again and deal with that. So, but like in general, it was like the fans had been really, really nice to me for a really long time, inordinately mm-hmm. nice to me. And then it was like all of a sudden they were really mean to me. Um, So it made me realize the sort of like, how like it made me realize first of all it's not real it's it's like a fi- it's like a fiction and mm-hmm. and s- so that's important to know that like social media 
is not real life. Mm -hmm. So it made me like touch base with real life a little bit more. It also gave me a lot of compassion for the majority of queens who go on drag race who don't have a very nice relationship with the fandom, who get Absolutely. treated like shit yeah. by the fandom. Yeah. Uh, so it gave me like compassion and I'm like, okay, like I understand, uh, like I understand that now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. that's so horrible. Yeah. You can read about it in my new memoir. Yeah. Memoir, yes. yes, plug. My plug name's it. yours, what's Alaska? <laughs> <laughs> So you said that you were unable to send Roxy home because she lent you the top that you were wearing, but you didn't say, we didn't see you when you were getting ready, borrowing the top. What was the story there? And why did you not bring any shirts to Drag Race? Excuse me! <laughs> I had, no, I had a white shirt that I was going to wear and she had the identical white shirt except hers was rhinestone. So I was like, oh, work. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, yeah, she was simple. like, you should wear this because that's how Roxy is. She's lovely, and she was mm -hmm. giving shit to everybody and helping everybody the whole last time. Mm -hmm. Oh, your hair? Can I steam your this? Can could you need a thing to, here? This is that's how she is. So yeah, but they never um, showed that at any time that she was on. So you, you know, no one never gets to see that side of her, right? <laughs> so she lent things to a bunch of other people on the cast detox. Did she lend you anything? I don't think I've ever borrowed anything from her, but we, she always helps me doing things. Like we're, mm -hmm. you know, we were always yeah. stationed next to each other. She was always helping me with whatever I needed. Oh. Um, you know, we just bounce ideas off each other all the time. And I will say during that whole speech, when, when Alaska was sending Roxy home is she said much more than was aired. And it just made it seem like the only reason she was keeping her was because she let her borrow a top. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. let me borrow that top. Let me borrow that top. <laughs> and I will say Roxy is absolutely lovely. I love, I mean, I don't need to convince you guys of that, but just for listeners, I mean, uh, truly, if you need go see a Roxy Andrews show, I mean, that is a show. I mean, she's a drag queen, drag queen for sure. She's incredible. Incredible. Mm -hmm. And now we can't talk about All Stars 2 without talking about Rigi Rochu. Um, it's, you know, hands down the best song in Drag Race history. Is there anything surprising or mm -hmm. something you haven't revealed before about the creation of the song or preparing to perform it that, that might surprise people? I don't think so. No, the iconicness just, just flowed out of you naturally. We're just good. We're just good. <laughs> yeah. I do remember, it's one of my favorite like memories from filming that. Um, it's us all around that little table outside when we were like, when they first brought us our little um, iPods back to listen to like the rough cut. And we were just all sitting around listening to it and like smacking each other. Like, oh my God, yeah. this is so good. You know what I mean? I'll never, like it was such a, a, a really cute memory of mine from that whole experience. Mm -hmm. And I'll always cherish that because it was really sweet and cute and fun. And what did you think when you heard Roxy's? I well, we were laughing at her. We were. She was immediately the joke to all of us. We were like, "Girl, <laughs> I remember." I remember. She said, "Give me a sewing challenge, and I'll give you what, like what you like." And I like ripped my headphone out of my ear, and I was like, "You just asked them for another challenge on the last challenge. Like this, <laughs> this, this is it, girl." And she was like, "Oh." <laughs> So give me a sewing challenge and I'll give, give you what you like. I'll give you what you like. I'm like, there's no more challenges. This is it. <laughs> she was talking about the next All-Stars because you know right. she's going to be back at some point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's thinking ahead. <laughs> um, now, after Alaska was crowned, congratulations, um, we had... The spoiler. Only, wow. Re, <laughs> no, spoiler. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, 
But we had the only, what I think is the only official reunion episode in All-Stars history. Uh, and Jeremy didn't show up. Um, did all of you know going into that that Jeremy was not going to show up? Or was that a surprise to you on the day? I think we had heard, I think we had heard buzz. I think they, I think they let us know. I can't remember if they let us know before or or after. But I, I was like certain he wasn't going to anyway since he was being very vocal about, I'm not going to that yeah. shit. I'm not going to yeah. that shit. Detox, there was also this moment at the reunion where Coco said she knew you inside and out, and you said Coco has seen you inside, and she just <laughs> says, shh, what's the, what's the tea there? There's no tea. I'm just, I, I am the Mae West of drag. I am just a huge- You are! I really, I truly am. I mean, everything is an innuendo. Everything is a double entendre. Coco and I have known each other for years, and we've always had, like, this silly flirtatious relationship before, like, years before the show even. Um... So it was it just, you know, my unfiltered, uh, slutty mind at, at work. <laughs> like, Coco, if you're listening, feel free to come and look inside me anytime you want. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> now, I mean, this season is, it's often regarded as, like we were saying, the best of all time uh, of this entire show. So why do you think that is? Is it? Can you pinpoint why you think this is regarded as the best season of all time? Us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. It was great timing. It was I like, I mean, we just had, you know, I mean, the show was really picking up steam. Seasons four, five, and six uh, uh, really, like, shaped the what the show would become. And it... It was great timing. All-Stars 1 sort of not being up to what everyone was expecting worked to the favor of All-Stars 2. Yeah, because agree. Because the show, because the producers of the show, who are amazing, they sat around and they said, okay, now All-Stars 1 didn't work. Here's all the reasons it didn't work. Now we're going to do every single thing to make sure All-Stars 2 burns the building down. Mm -hmm. And they did. They switched the format. They surprised us. They surprised the viewers. It, and it was just, it was a great bunch of, like, All-Stars. Yeah. So, yeah. It was a good time. And I, I, and I really think that um, the timing situation is, is key. And I wish that we had that with All-Stars these days. Like, I feel like we're a little, we're, like, almost overwhelmed with the content which i which i love but mm -hmm. i think giving all stars time to breathe makes it even that much better like it gives yep. everyone even more excitement and it, it gives you a, a larger roster of people to choose from it makes, you know um yeah yeah there's not <laughs> enough paper to write the bible it's just we're running out <laughs> Bye -bye, i need more i need more stones for the commandments <laughs> <laughs> chiseling it in chiseling them in <laughs> All right, that I think that that'll do it for us. This conversation was actually enough to heal Jillian and I better than anything the doctors at the clinic on San Vicente and Santa Monica could ever do. Um, thank you so much to Detox in Alaska for being our remedial healers on this episode. Uh, see you next time. We're all patients here. <laughs> we are all patients here. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Thank you. right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Jillian, after this, have you decided whether or not I'm the girl you thought I was? Well, it's just, I expected more from you. 
I will say on a positive note, I didn't hate your hair when you came out. I thought I was going to hate it, but it didn't suck. <laughs> We're just turning this into performance art, recreating All-Stars 2. The thing that stresses me out the most. I don't know why. <laughs> well, that does it for us this week, Jillian. Make sure to call Angina and Delta Work to come pick us up as we drift off into the California sun with our newly healed bodies. I want to thank Detox and Alaska for joining us today and to Carly, producer Muse, for putting on such a lovely show for us today and always. It's the least I could do now that I've been freed from being trapped behind this mirror. <laughs> Thank Carly, you for freeing wait. me. Yes, you're, you're welcome, but, but please don't follow us. We've told you many times your job stops at the studio. You can't follow us home this time. Back behind the mirror I go. <laughs> well, until next time, goodbye, and please join us next week for a special conversation with the dolls of All Stars 3. They got us, gal. Do-ah, do-ah. <laughs> oh, that was good. Fears, fears, weather, fears, food, fears, this weather, food, this weather, fears, this weather, cloudy weather, ooh, fears, this weather, ooh, this weather, fears, this weather, cloudy weather, ooh.